Krypton Report. I am your host, Tyler Patrick, and with me is the Jimmy Olsen to my Supergirl, the lovely Jania. Hello, Jania. <laughs> Hello, Tyler. Hi, everybody. Alright, so let's, we're going to talk episode two, Stronger Together, directed by Glenn Winter, once again, after directing the pilot, a good old favorite of ours in the superhero TV DC genre. So let's just jump into anything. Real quick, some things to point out with this episode. I was really... I know you liked it, and I was unsure on how I felt when they did the lines like, it looks like a job for Supergirl. Yeah. And uh, a single bound, stuff like that. I was kind of like, hmm, okay, we can't get a little bit more original here with Supergirl. That was cute. It was kind of classic. It was fun. I like that um, we got a good mention of Clark Kent. That was cool. We got a name drop of the Daily Planet. Yeah. Now, one thing is... Uh, I, I made my notes here that Helgamite in the comics was not an alien, but in this they made him out to be an alien. So that was kind of cool and different. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, and I find this just ironic, is the fact that in season one, episode two of Smallville, Clark fights a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty That's much. Funny. It's called Bugs. So, yeah, patterns. <laughs> it was neat that they did show Kara with crystal tech and the way krypton looked kind of looked like it looked like a blend of the man of steel krypton and the donner krypton just the way everything is kind of setting up gotcha yeah no this is one that i was wondering why is it deo not worked and paired with superman before like why is it so just they're like oh now supergirl's here yeah just to the area that she lives in i don't know it's kind of strange isn't it i guess you made me wonder i was like why are they not doing more? Like, if they've been hunting these... Why is, like, all of a sudden, now, we have the Fort Ross issues? You know? Like, have they not... They've been doing this for a while? Like, you know? I, I don't know. I just feel like... Why is Superman not taking care of some of these aliens? I, gotta, I feel like there's more to it as as we develop this story. Definitely. I think that um, maybe the reason why Superman doesn't want to work with them is because, you know, he can't be... Superman there. You know, he can't do what he's trying to do underneath of their watch. I think that's a lot of it, honestly. I think he's more, like she said, he's more of a loner. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. No, okay, so, boom. Opening scene, she goes to help. She asks the police chief, what can I do? So, obviously, she's trying to get help. She didn't mean to rip the boat and right. spill oil. They could have told her, lift the boat and do this. Or know? push the boat, you know, instead of pulling on it. You should always push, never pull. They teach you that in safety, like every job. <laughs> now here's okay. So where do you think National City is in the DC? Like, I'm not sure. How about you map it out for us, Ty? Well, my thing is, I feel like National City was made up for the show. Okay. I couldn't find any comic reference. If I'm wrong, someone please tweet at us. Um, and it definitely 
is somewhere coastal. I mean, we know, like, just they shoot in California. CBS has money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the, you see the palm trees. And then, but when I think that, I think Coast City. So, and this, we haven't had any other name city drop except Metropolis so far. And I know that, I need to go back and watch the pilots. I know Jimmy makes a comment about, like, a directional move he made when coming to National City. So, but it just looks too West Coastian. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's near Coast City. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out my DC here. Now, what I really thought, we got a small intro to Maxwell Lord, which is cool. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about his character more later. But the, the idea that kryptonite is very rare. And, like, a lot of, she didn't really know about it till last episode. And then they show it in this one. And I like the idea that kryptonite is not that common. Yeah. Like, I would like to see a Superman story. Really, where there isn't kryptonite, is then what? Then there's nothing that can stop them. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but then there's no struggle. There's no challenge for the superhero. You know, you have to have some kind of a a pull. You have to have some kind of a challenge. And so, so. <laughs> <He's> Superman. <laughs> She's Supergirl. Yeah. They don't need no kryptonite. <laughs> um. Okay. This I thought was crazy. That her like we're in episode two, and it's like they're pulling out everything. Like boom. Her aunt attacks her. Yeah. There's a lot in that episode. Why? Like, that's kind of like the reveal you would think they'd wait till like, the middle of the season, not episode two. Yeah. Why did the aunt's Astra speed up everything right now? Um, I'm just like, holy cow. She does, though, and this is one thing I worry about. When she shows up, she shows up with two other Kryptonians. So yeah. there's three of them. Yeah. I don't want to see a, a hash of Superman 2. Right. Where she's like she's like a general Zod figure, and then we have her non and Ursa. Basically, we know that non's coming. I don't think one of them was non, but basically, okay. So what's going on? You know, more Kryptonians on Earth, giving the other Kryptonians a bad name. Right. So I was just like, wow, that's a lot for episode two. Definitely. She has to fight her aunt. I did like that the aunt had no idea of Kryptonite though. She got shanked. Yeah, that was really cool. I did think it was funny when she tried to save a snake from a tree instead of a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love, let's talk about that for a second. Like that whole, you know, montage area where she's saving different things, going through, um, you know, the the more small, you know, crimes or whatever is going on. The more small crime or like, you know, issues. (laughs) She's taking care of those. And I just, I really love that. I really love that montage and everything. And it shows that she's really trying to become, you know. The hero character. Yeah, but she's working on it. It's not just something that she jumps into. And I I love that about this character so far. I, I feel like with Superman, yeah, like he had to work on it. I mean, and of, of course, I'm just talking about Superman in general here, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to work on it. But I definitely feel like you know, it was more easy for him you know but for her she's kind of living in his you know now perfect shadow so she's trying to become a hero where there's already a perfect hero you know so that's that's really difficult right there for her and but i love seeing the struggle i love seeing the challenge that she's going through it i love seeing her i love seeing her arc into this really cool um superhero that she's going to become it's it's just really neat. She's definitely paving her own way, making her own path. And that shadow is always going to be something huge, and it's just it's kind of sad. It's like a bittersweet. Right. Now, one scene I loved in this episode 
was where she where Alex takes Kara into the room and turns on like the kryptonite lamps and they fight because they always thought that something like with Superman was he needed to learn how to fight, not rely on his strength and his just his powers, but just learn how to actually fight. Right. And I always thought that would be a cool scene between like Superman and Batman. Where like Batman is teaching how to actually fight right. in an environment where they're on an equal plane, so I thought that was awesome that Kara can actually learn how to fight and use her skills and not just rely on her powers. See, Solomon agrees with us. He totally does. I did think it was neat how at the end we kind of have a fortress of solitude for Kara. You know, there at the DEO. Yeah. <laughs> Only her hand can enter it, so I thought that was cool. Now, before we get to the big what the moment that you had, that you looked at me like, huh? Let's look at the fact that Kara's, a way that this show is different with, and we'll just use Flash Arrow, is you have Team Arrow, you have Team Flash working, but Kara has two teams. She yeah. has her DEO, and then she has Jimmy and Wynn and her doing <sighs> Supergirl stuff. Yeah. So, that's kind of neat. They have their own little, like, two different sides. But, Jania... How familiar are you with the character of Hank Henshaw? Because when, when his eyes went red, you were like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Hank Henshaw. Not a whole lot. I mean, I know a little bit about him. Well, in the comics, Hank Henshaw, his family and stuff were killed, and Superman wasn't able to save them in time. And then Henshaw later went crazy and kind of had multiple personalities, so to speak, where he wasn't sure of his identity, but he became the cyber Superman. And I'm wondering where they're going to take this character. Yeah, because you can already tell they they kind of hinted at his loss. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious about what Henshaw's going to be. That's very interesting. Now, uh, the last... We got some new casting news. We're going to get a new character called Senator Miranda. He's going to be played by Tawny Cypress. It's going to be a character created for the show. She comes to National City. And Emma Caulfield has been cast as Cameron Chase. Now, Cameron Chase had a comic book series where it was more she was a DEO agent that had a, just a series called Chase. So I'm kind of interested where they're going to take that character and just that whole idea about what she's going to do. So, and then the last news, which we haven't talked about in a long time, is our good old friends over at Sci-Fi have finally come out and said they're still working on the Krypton series. And I'm going to read a little update that we got about the Krypton series. <clears throat> it's been almost a year since we've heard anything about Sci-Fi and Warner Television's plan for Krypton series, but now David S. Goyer has offered a few updates. Could the show directly tie into Zack Snyder's Man of Steel? Not sure. Last we heard... Uh, it had been given the green light from Sci-Fi with David S. Goyer and Ian Goldberg from Once Upon a Time on board as producers. The official synopsis reveals that the show will tell the story of Cal L's grandfather's attempt to bring peace to Krypton. This was back in December of 2004. So what's been going on? Collider asked Goyer about it and he confirmed that it is indeed still in development with an official update expected pretty soon. Hmm. Part of the fun of doing Man of Steel and I was so interested on settling that the opening of Krypton and really seeing it was pulling back the curtain. The first draft, the first 40 pages were on Krypton, so we compressed all that down to 15 minutes, and there were a lot of ideas that I wanted to use in the film that didn't ultimately make it into the film, said Goyer. Some have taken Goyer's comments to me the show would be in continuity with Man of Steel, 
but to me it sounds like he was just using the movie Kryptonian scenes to establish a timeline. But hey, who knows? Let's see if we hear anything else about Krypton. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Krypton series, Jania? I, I don't know. I feel like it would be kind of hard um, to do as a series, to be honest with you, because are you going to have Supergirl? Are you going to have Superman? You know, if you don't have those two characters, is it really going to be able to hold strong? It's kind of like Gotham in that way. You know, you have Bruce Wayne, at least, and you have um, Gordon, which really helps. You know, but I'm I'm talking about going back and you're going to be in Krypton with these characters that we are not too familiar with as far as a, um, as a whole, like the people who don't read comic books. You know, everybody who knows Batman knows Bruce Wayne. Everybody who knows Batman knows Gordon. So, you know, right there, everybody can be like, oh, I recognize that character. Everybody knows Alfred. They can be like, oh, I recognize that character, you know? And they're able to, you know, enjoy it for just that. But I don't know if if Krypton is going to be something that everybody can... See, someone don't even want to see Krypton. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Is um, every, you know, something that everyone can enjoy and take part in because... You know, not everybody knows who Jor-El is. Not everybody knows who Lara is. No, not everybody knows, you know. And who knows? I mean, I don't know what kind of characters they're all going to pull into the show. Maybe they won't even pull those characters in. Um, to me, if they did the show, I think you would have a better show if you did Jor-El, Zor-El, and Zod. Yeah. And about them young, growing up on Krypton and their rise to powers in the, in the society. That sounds, some, that sounds like a very familiar uh, plot line there, Tyler. Yeah? Yeah. Reminds me of something that Tyler um, has been working on writing, guys. He's actually a pretty good writer. Oh, well, thanks, baby. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> I think because if you get too far back, you get into characters you don't know, and then do we even care about Krypton if it's no one we know? Because our more interest is when the Kryptonians come to Earth. But that's going to wrap up episode two the krypton report thank you guys and uh we'll see you next week bye guys